0: Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I will introduce my guest shortly, and I promise this is going to be a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. Last week, I went to an event in Dallas. It was the first live event I've attended since COVID, and it felt so good to get around like-minded people in person again. When you surround yourself with people who are committed to helping and serving others, it's truly a blessing. One of the speakers inspired me to write down a set of affirmations and record them. I did that yesterday, and I had my VA loop them a bunch of times so that I would have a 20-minute audio to listen to every single day. Here are a few examples of the affirmations that I'm listening to myself say to myself: I feel good about the money I make. I receive preferential and VI treatment wherever I go. I make money at will. I refuse to be average. I am in accumulation mode. I always do the work. I do what I say I will do. I don't make excuses. I always go above and beyond. I am disciplined every single day. I hold myself accountable. I always help others succeed and win. Listen back to this in the replay and ask yourself what you might add to the list. Feeding yourself with positive content is so critical. The power of great ideas comes from being around powerful people in your network. What can you do today to build your network even further? I will leave you with that. And with all this in mind, I want to introduce... My guest, my guest this week is Dr. Sonia Stribling. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a retired U.S. Army major and combat veteran. She's a recipient of Barack Obama President Lifetime Achievement Award and former TV host on Bravo Network and has been featured on NBC, Fox, TV One, The Word Network, and so many more. Now she leads thousands to their victory and dominating in their space and using their inner power to ascend to their next level life in business. Having overcome a series of life-changing experiences at a young age, a 21-year military career career uh, and highly decorated combat veteran with a harrowing divorce left her financially and emotionally bankrupt. Dr. Sonia is drawn upon her past pain to connect her closer to her purpose. Her mission is to use her leadership skills in her own journey as a means to help others ignite their inner strength and realize their true potential as human beings, business owners and world changers. She's the chairwoman of the born to be powerful Academy and her courses, events, and results based coaching and consulting programs equip emerging and established women, thought leaders, influencers, and so many more to find their power to have a fulfilled life. Her core belief is you can't access your power without being at peace with your purpose. How powerful is that? We have so much to unwrap today. So here we are with my very special guest, Dr. Sonia Stripling. How are you today?
2: I am amazing. How about yourself? And thank you so much for having me, Brian. Oh.
1: You're so welcome. This is going to be a lot of fun. We met in a mastermind group that we've both been a part of. And so once again, the power of networks, the power of masterminds, you can meet so many amazing and powerful people if you have the right network around you. So I am so happy and grateful that you are here. So here's my first question. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are now?
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so loud. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. I didn't have a thought about where I would be now. It was just, I wanted to be somewhere. You know, when you first start out, you're like, I want to be better than where I am right now. So it wasn't a thought of being exactly where I am. Didn't really think about retiring from the military, starting a highly successful coaching and speaking business. It wasn't a thought, but I'm truly grateful that I'm here now.
1: Yeah. What are some of the twists and turns that brought you here?
2: Oh my gosh wow okay other than you know starting you read a lot of that and every time I hear it I'm like man who went through all of that like they're right. still living um and so just you know up uh, my upbringing 15 years old having my first child you know 17 I was in the wrong place at the wrong time not like the typical little girl because at 17 um, i here I am with a two-year-old and I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and I was mm-hmm. raped and left for dead and so my life kind of was spinning out of control but You know, thank goodness for a strong mom that was like willing to help me get through a few things and basketball coaches because I played basketball as well in high school, college and play semi pro play for the military. So I had people around me and then I joined the military after four years of college. I joined and I just needed to get away from that small country town that I grew up in. You know, most folks were in the, the factories or they were, you know, working at the cotton gin or, you know, those things. And I didn't want to do that. I really didn't. I knew there was more. And then I joined the military and just going to all of that combat veteran and left, you know, the military after 21 years and not knowing at the time I had a traumatic brain injury. You know, it just goes on and on. And I went through just press state. And it was just a lot. So I look back now, Brian, over my life. And again, I'm I'm still in this, my word for today, just today, every other day as well, but it's grateful because yeah. most people, as I know, don't make it out of that um, with their sanity and even being grateful for the life that they live.
1: Oh, absolutely. I totally understand. Were you deployed anywhere? Did you go overseas?
2: I was, I've had three combat tours. And so one of my tours that really changed my life once again was Iraq. Um, Mm. I was a, um, um, a battle captain while I was there. So I was responsible for, you know, overseeing and watching, um, thousands of thousands of soldiers in war, uh, to include myself. So yes, I was, I was, and that changed the game. And I share with some men, it's like, Oh, can you tell me what you do? You know, always hear that thing, Brian, if I tell you, I have to kill you, you know, that whole cliche. Um, uh, I wouldn't have to, you know, hurt anybody, but it's just what I did was something that most men would want to do. I would say that.
1: Yeah. So you were in the military for 21 years. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: So how has the role of women in military leadership changed over the 21 years that you were there? I'm sure there were a lot of changes for women.
2: Oh my goodness. I even, for like right now, still have some of my friends. We, you know, grew up in the military. They either stayed enlisted and I went to officer candidate school or we met later when I was about to retire and they're still in. It's changed tremendously, but I just know when I was in, it was challenging um, for a woman. Of course, we had, you know, the percentage must higher men than women, but it was a challenge for us. And even then as a senior, in retiring as a senior officer, it was still challenging and it still hasn't gotten to the place where it should be as far as leadership, but it's where it's on, it's on its way up. And there is much needed uh, women that should be in the military. And even with those of us retired to come out and train other women outside um, of the military about some of the things that we want in our lives. So it's, it's grown, but not enough. It's never enough, but not enough
1: totally understand. So why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Because after your military career, you had to do something else with your life.
2: Of course. Well, Brian, if I may, and this is for the listeners and I know somebody's like, well, why in the world would you go to the military? First off I went, cause I had to, okay. I didn't want to stay where I was. And so I needed something more. And that was my way out of the small town. And then when I retired, the government, they always said, when you retire, you got to do something great with your life. And what is that? They tell you, go get another government job. We're like, what? I did not want to do that either. I guess I'm the Mm -hmm. person I'll take the, the hard left over the easy, right. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to do that. However, I did it anyway, Brian, I went and got another job and knowing I shouldn't have been there. So I started building my business part-time like many of us do and start doing it part-time. And luckily for me, it was more of when my company did a layoff that, when they did a layoff, they had me lay off most of the company because I worked in the HR department, HR director. They had me lay off most of the company, and then they came up and laid off my department. And thank oh. goodness, yes, thank goodness I had started my business part-time. So I just went full-blown entrepreneurship. And the truth be told, I probably should have never started in corporate or after the military should have just right in. But, you know, those paychecks are comfortable, right? Yeah. They, 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 those uh, golden handcuffs, as they call them. They were comfortable. I was getting a great income. Um, and so I decided to, let's, let's do corporate. Let's see how this works. Hated it. Nine long months. I hated yeah. it every Sunday. Five, yeah.
1: I, I think entrepreneurs are a special breed. They realize that they just can't work for someone else anymore. They become unemployable, and they just don't want to follow other people's rules, many of which are and, kind, of, kind of dumb.
2: excellent Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Was your family supportive of your entrepreneurial journey?
2: Well, um, so along, if I may, Brian, I was I was married for 18 years and I went through a divorce. So when I was married, I can't really say he was supportive and I can't say he was against it. He wasn't really, you know, like, hey, go and do it. It was like, why are you doing this? We have great careers, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I always knew I was an entrepreneur. But I said I was going to stay in the military. I was going to give it my all, which I did. And I gave them over 20 years um and so when i retired you know i had kids three children at that time a single mom now and it was my children were as much as they could for kids but i didn't really have that you know most people look for support but well, i didn't have that maybe you had it maybe some of the other listeners had it but i didn't have a lot of support it was more of hey you have to do this or you're going to yeah. go get a job right. for sure
1: understood so when things got tough what caused you to not give up
2: Oh man, it was more of, I have children, you know, I had small children, not small, but you know, one was in eighth grade going to the ninth grade. I had one in college, University of Michigan playing football. And my Otis was an adult and I just want it better for them. That's, that's more. So even before I had kids in my whole life, I can't really tell you What caused me not to just quit after having a a child of 15? You know, you become a statistic at that time, you know, Mm -hmm. right. You become a statistic again. And then I went through a divorce. Here I am on the statistic label again. And then all these things. So I have more uh, labels on me that being the person that should have not gotten to either millionaire status, multi millions, or having a successful business. I don't fit that bill per se. Um, if you look at it that way. So what kept me going was just knowing there was another person out there that needed to hear my story and needed to know that she could do it as well.
1: Absolutely. We've got about a minute or so to our first break. What is your big mission? What is your, your reason for doing what you do?
2: I don't want another person, let alone a woman to have to struggle the way I did emotionally, spiritually, financially. Um, I wanted to become the woman for someone else that I did not have. That's my biggest mission to show another woman that she can do it and overcome the obstacles and still get to a place in life where she's achieved greatness.
1: I love it. And before we go to the break, let me just ask you this. What is the highest level skill that someone can learn?
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a tricky one. Oh my gosh. The highest skill. Hmm.
1: Or the highest value skill
2: wow, that I would think I've never been asked that question. That's a great question. I would just say, just allowing yourself if this is one, allowing yourself to be amazing. I think that's the highest skill that you can learn in life oh, about yourself.
1: I love that. We're going up against our first break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Dr. Sonia Stribling, and we will talk about leadership and so much more when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
0: The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's, words you never
3: heard. it's been confirmed women eat less when in the company of men. A new study found that when women went to a restaurant with other women, for example, they ordered an average of 833 calories. But on the other hand, when they ate with men, they ordered only 721 calories. Maybe ladies are concerned with walks. That's leftover food around the mouth. Perhaps the more surprising find was when men ate with other men. They ate an average of 952 calories. But when they sat with women, males ate even more and consumed 1,162 calories on average. And that doesn't even count Groking. A broker is a person who stares at your food until you finally give it to them. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your Words You Never Heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a non-fiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.bryankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's bryankwright.com.
0: Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dr. Sonia Stribling. And if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It's on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. You can get the paperback version also. It's a compilation of some of the best interviews from this very show, including uh, people like Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke, Chris Powell from Extreme Weight Loss, uh, Brad Sugars, and so many more amazing, amazing people. Go ahead and get that. You'll be so glad you did. So, Dr. Sonia, I'd love to ask you about the importance of having great mentors. What role has that played for you in your journey?
2: It has been tremendous for me. I know I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't have mentors and coaches. I call. I I know that they help us with our blind spots. And, of course, I had many. So mm-hmm. it was tremendous For me to have them in place as I've grown in this. It's just as a person, as a woman, as a business owner, entrepreneur and all of that. So they're very important.
1: Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about what your big mission is in the last segment. But I want to ask about the importance of finding your purpose and how that how that drives you.
2: You know, I truly don't believe we find our purpose. I believe our purpose finds us. But yeah. it finds us on this journey of doing what we think we're supposed to be doing instead of just sitting and waiting on some things to happen. And so when you're on this journey of allowing your purpose to find you, there are a couple of things that I believe that are, are, that are taking place. Um, Brian, yeah. you you feel this pull at you like to do more. It's like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. You know, if you're sitting at your desk and you have a part time business or you're out there doing things you like and you just feel this. And you probably felt that as well. I know a lot of the women that I have helped, you know, build their businesses, they feel it. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I just know it's more than this. And that yeah. is truly purpose calling us forward to the things that we're supposed to be doing in our life.
1: Absolutely. So what was it like being a single mom and trying to become a, a millionaire in your business? Because you, I mean, I, I know it's a big, huge loaded question, but there are people out there that probably have, you know, they're single parents or they're raising young children and they're trying to balance things and they have big financial and impact goals. How did that all happen for you?
2: It was scary at the beginning. Cause you, you know, you're the sole proprietor. um, Provider for your family, you know, their dad was in their life, but it was just mom. If mom didn't have it, you know, I, my kids, my younger two played sports, and you know, sports are expensive these days, oh, and, yes. you know, high school and, and all of that. And one was in Michigan, he was on a full ride, but he still needed things, you know, gas and all those things. So it was really scary. And I just remember one time, Brian, when as a single mom, I'm now divorced, I'm starting at the very beginning of my business, and I made the decision to hire a coach. And I didn't just go for just any coach. Like, you know, there's some coaches that are out there. It's not very, it doesn't make you stretch, right? It's like, hey, I got a little bit, let me do that. It made me stretch because I didn't have it in my account. It was $25,000. And I'll never forget, single mom just lost my job, mind you, because they did the layoff. And mm-hmm. I decided to take the higher tier package by like $25,000. And in my mind, the ordinary common mind was mindset was don't do that you're a single mom you got this bill to pay your kids got this and something in me like no I gotta go big or go home I know we say it but most people don't do it and I invested in myself again with money I didn't have and the money just came out of nowhere as they say and I remember within less than 90 days after I gave myself permission to be amazing I made a quarter my first quarter of a million dollars and wow oh yeah so every single person that's out there thinking about this, like, oh, I can't because I got this and you can't afford not to. And I'm yeah. grateful again that I did.
1: Yeah. I love what you just said. Give yourself permission to be amazing. Why is that so hard for people to do?
2: Because we're thinking about what everybody else has said about us and what we should be doing and how this is supposed to work. And, you know, even in this, especially for me in this coaching and consulting role, and the average coach makes about 24,000 coach Speaker, author, all of that, 24,000 a year. For yeah. some, it's great, I know. But for others, like, no, I can't survive off of that. And so yeah. it was more of all I kept thinking, you got to give yourself permission. Yeah. Meaning I had to let, allow myself to be okay with being okay. I had to allow myself to make mistakes and not think I'm going to die from one mistake. I had to allow myself to learn that, hey, you're great. Somebody needs to learn from you. They want to learn. Allow them to. And so giving yourself permission to be amazing is just that let all of the naysayers go, which includes you first and just do and be.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that. Speaking of naysayers, when that comes up, how do you deal with it?
2: When the naysayers and they come and say, don't do that. Uh Or they say, "Ah,
1: you can't. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I heard that a lot. I heard that. I heard a lot from family. And now, you know, make them eat their words is what I say. But no. Um. I just, I just, I laugh at them and I'm very cognizant now who I share, what I do with because mm-hmm. of understanding that they, they, those people are designed to be there, Brian, in my life. They are designed to be there um, to help us grow. I got my wings because of the naysayers and the folks who said you can't, and you know, coaches don't do this and they don't do that. And nobody's going to pay you this. I've uh, earned a, a very good living, great living uh, going against what naysayers and just proving them wrong
1: yeah I would imagine at some point uh, perhaps early on in this journey there was a huge level of imposter syndrome you lost your job you now you're trying to find your way so I guess my question is how can you transition from can I to how can I
2: just doing it really mm-hmm. just really doing it and just knowing you to be scared do it scared and just you have, and I don't like to use the word try because people say, oh, I'll try. That means if I drop a pin, I'll try to pick it up. And more than likely, unless you're injured, you're going to bend over and pick it up. Right. And so just do the work and believe in the process in itself. Yeah. That is more important than any skill. And most people think building a successful business is more about skill than it is mindset. It's 10% mm-hmm. skill and 90% mindset.
1: I love that. Business is 10% skill and 90% mindset. That, that That's accurate. I, I like that. So I would love to ask, how do you build a, a championship level mindset?
2: Uh, well, one, I'll give a couple of things for, for everyone. It's one is the environment that you choose to be in or choose to be around you. The environment is so important because it's almost like being a chicken or an eagle. Like, you want to be in a room? You want to be an eagle, but you're in a room with chickens. So it's Uh like, no, Uh, let me get out of this room. Let me go find out where these eagles are. Because more than likely, it's very few in that room. Very few. And so it's about the environment that you keep. Number two is what is it that what you focus on, you receive. And so if you focus on negativity, guess what you're going to get? If you focus on lack, guess what you get? If you focus on I'll never get a client, guess what you get? And so you have to really focus on what it is that you want. And number three, it is just really understanding this is not a hobby. This is a business. Hobbies, I can just play around and do this. And for me, I know just for me, Brian, it was more I did this like E.T. says, like I had to breathe. This is do or die for me. And I decided to live.
1: Yeah, those are three excellent tips. I would love to ask you how you talk to your kids about money because I'm sure a lot of parents – struggle with this i mean how do you talk Mm -hmm. to kids about money when do you start talking to kids about money is it okay to talk to kids about money yes it is okay how do you handle that
2: you know at the beginning years ago i didn't that was not a conversation other than i can't afford it get out of here don't ask me for anything else you need cleats you better get the cleats you have in there um but now as they're you know 21 and 26 and 34 35 something like that i lose count after they get over 30 right um, mm-hmm. It is a different conversation. We're having conversations about foundations and, you know, other things in business, and not necessarily getting a job after school and why college is important, but not for the reasons that the traditional world has told us college is important for. And so the conversation is different now. But I am again, the word again is grateful because I, if I didn't get the training or the life experiences that I have, I probably couldn't have had this conversation with my 21 year old because I could see how kids get spoiled per se, you mm-hmm. know, accustomed to certain things. Um, but I got the opportunity. They got the opportunity to see where mom came from struggling financially to, okay, I'm not just, I'll give, I'll show them the world, but I'm not going to give
3: it to
1: them. Yeah. I interviewed Sharon Lecter several years ago, and she had mm-hmm. mentioned that when one of her children went off to college and started racking up a lot of debt, she was upset at him. But then she realized, no, she was upset at herself because, the kid was always present when she was spending the money, but was never present when she was paying the bills. So this kid never got to see her pay the bills. And so that wasn't even a thing. How interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let me let me ask I me. Mean, did you teach your kids about investing or oh, yes. how, how did that conversation
2: go? Well, it's not necessarily the investing part. It was more about how to take what you have to make more or allow or show them how your money can make money when you sleep. That conversation. And that was a little bit you know, closer to now than ever before. Before that, it was more of, I just don't want you to get a job. It wasn't just investing and investing. And I believe in investing, but I think there is a sense or a, a lane for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs that I truly believe our kids watch and do exactly what we do. Just like Sharon said, very dear, Uh, know her very well, but it is more of us teaching them, but we have to show them as well, not do as I say, but do as I do. And so they get a chance to see. And my youngest said to me, not too long ago, he's like, mom, I want to be a millionaire. By the time I'm 25, I'm like, oh, that's great. And he said, why are you not enthused? I said, because this is work. It's smart work, not hard work. But this is not just to make money so you can shop till you drop. He said, well, right. what else do you do? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had to sit down and show him why do many people that become successful, or I would say get riches, rappers, and all those things, because that's what he sees. It's not what you see. Some of that is a facade. It just looks great. What is happening behind the scenes is so much bigger. Their mindset, what they deal with. Are they lonely people? Are they happy people? And so it's really teaching them not just about the money aspect, but doing something that you love and that you would do absolutely free. But now you get paid for it for sure.
1: Absolutely. We've got maybe a minute and a half to our next break. I would love to ask about some of the lessons you learned in the military that have transferred to your business life. What are maybe some of the like one of the top one or two things that you've carried from the military to your business life?
2: Discipline, 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 discipline. Oh, did I say discipline? (laughs) Discipline. Yes. And really being a woman of your word and just carrying so carrying things out till it's done. And that's one of the biggest things, the discipline and being able to focus and carry the mission out until it's done. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, it's too hard. I quit. I didn't give myself that option. It was taken off of the table. So those are the big two, three things that I took away from the military.
1: Fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. My special guest this week is Dr. Sonia Stribling. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about creating wealth. We're talking about mindset and a whole bunch of other things. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about how she helps women claim their power and create impact. We're going to talk about what creating success looks like to you. We'll talk about knowing your core values. We'll talk about her philosophy, leadership, and we'll talk about her Born to be Powerful Academy. We've got a lot to go. We're only halfway through can't wait to share the rest with you when we come back this is success profiles radio please stay with us don't go away we are with dr sonia stirling this week be right back If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.bryankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's BrianKWright.com. This
0: is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world.
1: you are in business what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth not having enough leads data is the new gold rush with phone sites that is never an issue you can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker with phone sites you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app it's easy and you have nothing to lose try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash brian once again that's phonesites.com
0: forward slash brian
1: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dr. Sonia Stribling. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, you can go to successprofilesmagazine.com. You can read every single issue we've done all the way back to December 2017. And issue number 45 will be coming out in just a couple of weeks. And can't wait to share who's on the cover, but you'll have to wait for that. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com to subscribe. You get a seven-day trial for a dollar. It's very reasonable. And it's it's absolutely amazing. You can read what some of the top experts in the world in personal development and business have to say about various levels of of, of, of expertise and topics. And you just can't go wrong. Successprofilesmagazine.com. Go take a look at that right now. So, Dr. Sonia, let me ask you. You teach others about manifesting what you want to bring financial abundance. How does that work?
2: Oh my goodness. I love that you asked me this question and I just get goosebumps every, when I hear the word manifest, like yeah. that is a real, and I didn't think man, it was real for so many years. I hear folks manifest. Oh, bah, humbug. That's not mm-hmm. a real thing. But when it started to happen because of what I focused on, mm-hmm. I'm so in, I'm starting to learn how to meditate more. So I'm not, you know, not there yet, but if it's going to get any better than what is happening now, oh my goodness, I may be able to wish things upon me and have a magic wand, but I'm joking. But seriously, on this whole manifestation, it's just knowing your divine sense of, again, knowing who you are and what you were destined to do and be and really focusing on that when I, one, gave myself permission to be amazing, I started to help other women do it. And they were a blown away. Like, why do you keep saying, give yourself? I said, I can't do it for you. You have to really allow the gates to open so I can enter in to at least help. But you have to know what it is that you wanna do and what you wanna be, or have an idea. And then knowing your true purpose. Manifestation has a lot to do with purpose. Yeah. These I believe they're married. And we haven't put those two together, per se, as a couple, but they are. You can't you shouldn't see one without the other. And then just knowing how to attract more of what you want in your life. That in itself just changed the game for me. It's changed the game for the women that I coach. But really. And then the last part, this is my favorite. I've learned this over the years is the power of persuasion. Mm -hmm. not sales people. Oh, it's sales. No, no, no. How do you persuade people to do something that you want them to do without manipulating them or taking advantage of them? You have to really tap into their core of who they are Mm -hmm. and what it is that they want. And especially if you're going to help them or if they want to have a profitable lifestyle.
1: I love that. So you teach others to create a lifestyle and use their knowledge and experience to create an empire. I mean, that, that's what entrepreneurship really is. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people devalue their experience and their skill set and their knowledge. Oh, everyone knows this. No, they do not. So how do you teach people to create that lifestyle based on what they are and who they are?
2: So it's it's more of I ask these three simple questions. What is it that you love to do? What are you good at? And what's going to help you get pay aid, not just paid one syllable, but pay aid. So when you really figure out what do I love to do and that some people love to do things, but they're not good at it or vice versa. And so when you can really get those first two and it's just me asking questions and not just asking questions, being around different, um, I would say, energy of women and people that really are on this goal of creating success, having a legacy, and really talking to them about what is it that you want to create the legacy for your business? What is it that you do naturally that you just think everybody else, like you just said, everybody else knows they really don't know. And many people wish, even for you, many people wish they had in their little index finger what you have in your entire body. They would be happy with that. And that's the part we miss.
1: Absolutely. And you know what's so interesting about being an entrepreneur versus having a job, and I'm not hating on people who have a job. Um, It just isn't the path for me anymore. I know it's not the path for you anymore. But here's the thing. When you are stuck in a job, very often you are asked to do things that you don't want to do and don't like Mm -hmm. to do. But, But eventually, if you keep doing them, you become good at them. And so therefore, you keep getting asked to do the things that you don't love because now you're good at them. That's a horrible Mm -hmm. place to be.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is so, that's a good point you bring up. That's why so many folks, well, I do it at my job all the time, but I don't like it. Like, why are you doing it? Oh, because I have to, it's my job. So what if you had a business, you'd get to do everything or anything that you wanted to do. You get to design the life that you want. And I don't understand, honestly, why don't people do more of it? I know why. They are accustomed to people telling them what to do. It's like yeah. you're in a prison of people saying, do this, do that, move to the left, go to the bathroom, take a break, go on lunch. And when you get to create your own world, you're like, what do I do now?
1: Yeah. So I would love to ask you about your philosophy of leadership. What is that for you? I mean, we all, we all have a pretty good idea of what leadership is, but I would just love to hear what, what your core principles of leadership really entail.
3: I read a
2: book when I was going through Officer Ken at school. Um, it was called Lincoln on Leadership, I think it is. Mm. And it said something in there um, about that. And then I had a general at that time. And I'm trying to remember who said what, but it was this whole training during that time. It says, you don't decide if you're a good leader, your followers do. Mm. And when I heard that, I'm like, what? Wait a minute, they decide if I'm a good leader or not? It's like, yeah, how successful are the people that are following you? And it made me think I cannot be the only millionaire in this group. I cannot be the only billionaire. You know, I I don't want to be the only one. I want other people to join me on this journey. And so if I'm going to be leading women in this, it is more of, I just don't want to do it myself. And I don't want to tell you to do something that I'm not willing to do. And I always said, do it through me. I will stand in the gap for them until they're ready. But they have to understand leadership is a big part of this because you are leading people in your business, whether you want to or not.
1: Absolutely. What does leading from the front mean to you?
2: Ooh, that's one of those military terms. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's uh, what leading from the front is, again, don't just say do this and you do something total opposite. Uh, Do as I do, not as I say, I want you to do as I do. Mm -hmm. Not just what I'm saying, because what I'm doing and what I'm saying are going to be the same thing. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to separate them. So leading from the front is you go first so you could teach someone else to do it. I may in this place where I hear people that are teaching on a particular area and I always ask, well, have you done it? Like you're saying, oh, I'm going to teach you to be a millionaire. I want to know, have you been a millionaire so you could teach me how? Because it's not just making the money that Mm -hmm. I am concerned with at this point. It is what happens along the way. That's the part we miss out. So leadership is really being honest, being authentic with yourself and the people that are following. And they, they're they waiting on you to share with them. And they're waiting on you to lead them and be honest. And I think there are you know, quite a few people out there that are not honest and they're not true leaders. So true leaders really stand from the front and not on the sideline watching everybody else.
1: Absolutely. So how do you help women claim their power and create impact?
2: It is really in this place of, one, giving themselves permission to be amazing. And there's this, this saying that I heard, and I took it on uh, for the last year and a half. If you didn't come from a wealthy family, let a wealthy family come from you, which really means helping women understand their true power. And wealth is just not the monetary. It's just everything about your life that is in wealth, spiritual wealth, um, business wealth, of course. Uh, emotional wealth, physical wealth, all of those things. So it's not just the monetary piece, it's everything. And so really helping women guide us through, because I truly believe, Brian, one thing, and I know if there's a woman listening and gentlemen, y'all going to chuckle at this, but we have so much going on in our brains all the time. And when I say all the time, it becomes overwhelming if we let it. And we mm-hmm. just take that from our life. You say, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm talking to all the women. I mean, and you're <laughs> like, yeah, you've dealt with those people or you know, possibly married to someone and you just have so much. But it's really taking that and, and sharing with a woman, how do you really get to where you want to go? Where's the wealth that you get? And you have to understand that it's all bottled up in your head. If you could just lay it all out on the table, you probably won't have enough room. But mm-hmm. if you could just really sit down and lay some things out and move everything off the table that does not belong.
1: Yeah. And I would imagine women and men think a lot differently about that. If women have a lot of things going on in their head, they want to say it. And then guys, for the most part, don't want to talk about some of the things that are in their head because it's kind
2: of scary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we have to talk about it. And so when it comes to business, life and business, we sometimes as women and even men, this happens, but I know for women, for sure. Um, over the thousands of women that I've coached. And I stopped counting. I literally stopped counting because it was supposed to be just a thousand this year. We got to that probably four four months into the year, right? Mm. Just coaching women. But there's a thing that I I really had to share and had to learn for myself, how you do everything is how you do anything. So whatever's happening in my life, it's going to bleed over into my business. So if it's going to bleed, it better be some great bleeding and some happiness, there's joy and all of that instead of all the life trauma and and all the things that we deal with. So really, helping women build their businesses is really getting them to look at the life that they want to manifest, in yeah. order for it to be manifested in their business.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. What do you think your top three core values are?
2: Ooh, being committed to the mm-hmm. process. It's it's really being committed. It is just being committed. The second one is being decisive. Once I make a decision, I'm sticking to it. I'm writing out now unless something you know, threatening, life threatening is happening, but. For the most part, I just go with it because I don't like just changing my mind because I get nervous. And then the other thing just for me is being coachable. It's not just for me, but the women that I work with being coachable. Not everyone, as you can uh, think about, that not everybody's coachable. They say they are, but their actions show differently. So those are my core principles for even in business and in life. And they are in every aspect, relationships and all of that.
1: That's fantastic. Gratitude is a huge topic on this show. It comes up a lot. So how important has that been for you in your journey?
2: Remember I came in here, I think gratitude, I said it like a thousand times of just being grateful um, of the things that I have. I believe we get to live life, right? It is something that is given to, not given, but it's something we're blessed with. And so I say things, bad things didn't happen. To you, they happen for you. Mm-hmm. Without those things that happened in my life, I wouldn't be where I am. There's no, there wouldn't have been a Barack Obama award. That wouldn't have been lifetime achievement awards. There would not have been uh, awards after awards. There would not have been no Bravo, no Forbes, no none of that. Because now I get to really share and be upfront as a leader and sharing what really does happen on your way to success, and just being grateful for the things that have happened to shed light on where I need to work on what I need to work on, and the things and how I can do things better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got less than a minute to our next break. How do you know what to say yes or no to?
2: Uh, if it feels good in your gut. No, uh, seriously on that. It's just, I, you know, that's such a great question. Of I had to learn how to say no. What I say yes to are things that I, there are non-negotiables that I have to do. I had to learn how to say no because I was typically the piece, people Pleaser per se, and I can't believe I said that out loud on the air. Um, I was. I wanted to make everybody happy, um, but I just learned that yes is a full sentence. Oh, yes is great, but no is even better, especially when cool. it doesn't serve your purpose.
1: Absolutely, we're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We're having such a great time today with Dr. Sonia Sterbling. This is Success Profiles Radio, and when we come back, we will talk about the Born to Be Powerful Academy. I will ask her about some of her favorite productivity tips, how COVID has changed things for her, and a whole host of other things when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will return on the other side.
0: The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio.
1: If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush.
0: This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words never
3: heard. There are more cats in U.S. households than any other pet. Most allurophiles or cat owners know that unlike dogs, taking kitty for a ride in the car isn't any fun. I mean, you never see a cat hanging its head out the window enjoying the breeze. Today's domestic cat is descended from a small mid-eastern wildcat. A group of kittens is called a kindle, and a group of adult cats is a clowder. What's the word for those dust balls composed entirely of cat hair? Pluffernugans. Personally, I like pigs better than either cats or dogs. Dogs are subservient and look up to man. Cats are aloof and look down on man. A pig, however, will look you in the eye and see his equal. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dr. Sonia Stribling. And if you are looking for more information or maybe some support in writing your book, I have a Facebook group. It's a free Facebook Facebook group called Authorpreneur Live. Please join it. Uh, We're engaged. We talk every single day about issues relating to writing your book, marketing, and what have you. Anything relating to writing a book, Authorpreneur Live on Facebook. It's free to join. Please join us there to continue the conversation about writing your book, marketing your book, and everything related to it. So, Dr. Sonia, I'd love to ask you about Born to be Powerful Academy. Tell us what it is, how it started, who you serve.
2: Yes, Born to be Powerful Academy was, uh, I would say, birth before the pandemic. It was a different name before, but it came to this place of being, you know, born to be powerful. I truly believe that we were born to be powerful. And power stands for possibilities, opportunity, wealth, worth, and well-being. The E is for excellence and the R is for responsibility. I hope I hit all of them in there for sure. And it came about because I truly believe it's a woman's gateway to her next level life and business. And it's where I help women entrepreneurs, thought leaders, authors, speakers um, really create uh, their businesses from their kitchen table as a coach and as a speaker. And that came about because I would see it all the time. Everywhere I went, I was a speaker. I was traveling, speaking, and selling from stage. And women would ask me all the time, how do you do that? I'm like, do what? Like, you're so good at sales? I'm like, what? I didn't feel like I was selling, which I wasn't. But to them, it was sales. So yeah. it came about because I realized what I was good at. And I'm mm. good at helping people get to their next level um, mm. and not allowing them to use, have any excuses.
1: Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. Where can we learn more about that?
2: Well, you can, because I'm very, and this is so funny. And people ask like, why would you answer that way? I don't work with everyone. And so there's a process that we go through um, Mm -hmm. in that, but more than anything, they can just go to um, Dr. Sonia free gift and get a free gift and learn more about um, how to have dominate in life and in business. And what I would say, I think there was something that you said on break. I hope it's Okay. And you mm-hmm. ask me something about the pandemic, and can yeah. I jump to that really quick? While Absolutely. My yes. mind? When when you talk about Born and Be Powerful Academy, it really stood up for me during the pandemic because I, like every other entrepreneur, just like, hey, I got to pivot because I was traveling around the world. I was just coming from New Zealand and Australia, and the pandemic came, and I had all these speaking events that were canceled. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's how I was getting my clients from stages, right? And I made a quick pivot, and I took those events I would have, and I took them online. So we went from, you know, being in a room of 100, 200, maybe 500 max, to being in a room of 7,000 online, or, you know, 3,000 in your VIP. So I made this pivot, and I'm looking around like, oh my gosh, this was brilliant. This was great. I love it. And I just come downstairs to my office and um, have these events. And so Born to Be Powerful Academy really makes me look at knowing that whoever wants it, they can have it. And just learning how to make a necessary pivot, especially in the coaching and the speaking world. It is the number one business, $300 billion industry. Why would we not pay attention, especially if we can serve other people to their next level?
1: Exactly. What are some of your favorite productivity tips?
2: Oh my gosh, I'm bad at that one. That's that's such a, oh, you got me on that one. Oh, oh. productivity. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You know, being pro- um, I, people always say I'm busy yeah. and I say I'm, a, I'm productive. I don't say busy because busy work doesn't really serve anyone. It just keeps you, you know, spinning on the hamster wheel in the circle. And so for me, if, if it's not getting me closer to my dreams and my goals, I don't do it. I just don't. And people ask me all the time. Um, so I just really say no to those things that don't serve me well. And I yeah. realize that for sure.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So how do you connect with high-level people?
2: How do I connect with high-level people, man? So there's so many ways. You know what? Just thinking because I've never you got the most amazing questions. Oh my god. Thank you. How do, So one time I was in a room one day and there's a gentleman he was speaking and I was listening is probably about 5 years ago and he says, "How do you have a conversation with a millionaire?" I know you say uh, highly successful people. Let's just say a millionaire because some sure. Success is different. And he said, The one thing you don't do is go up and try to shove something in their face for them to review. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. So what do you do? He said, You start focusing on what is it that you know that they love or ask, How can I help serve you? How can I help you? And that was an eye opener for me. So, high level people, what they're doing is not be to go and make an ask. Um, give first before you ask anything. That is one of the biggest tips that I could share with. Everybody that is listening, don't ask for them to do anything. Share how can you help them.
1: Right. Absolutely. And and you know what's so interesting? Early in my journey when I got to interview some really amazing people, I I was a little intimidated. I was fanboy all over the place. And I was trying to hold it in. I was I was like the duck on the water, feet kicking under the water, but smooth (laughs) on top, just above the water. But after a while I realized, you know what, they're just they're people too. I mean, Mm -hmm. they they have a normal life just like I do. And the thing that makes them super successful is they just figured some things out before I did. That's really it.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So how do you set your day up for success?
2: Oh, man. So, you know, I I was just teaching this to um, some clients Uh, this past month. We had a major enrollment a launch and some new ladies came in. I was so excited. And that was one of the questions that they asked. Like, how do you how are you successful day to day? What do you do? And I'm like, wow, they really want to know. He says, well, just tell me T2T. And I said, okay, I there's not a secret potion that I could give you uh, that you can write down and do this. But the biggest thing, you have to plan out your days. Mm-hmm. My days are planned long before I wake up. I know where I'm supposed to be because there's a lot going on. I have uh, 17 members and it's still growing. We're bringing on more people. And so just trying to manage all of those people. And it's just more of where am I supposed to be? At what time? Who, do my, who am I meeting with here? I have a dinner Um a dinner date, not a date, but you know, a meeting tonight. And I just know what I'm supposed to be doing. And the biggest thing I know exactly what I want to do that day. And before mm-hmm. my feet hit the ground, the question is, who can I serve today to their next level long before I get out of bed?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. So why do you think people are afraid to ask for what they want?
2: Fear, guilty, you know, it's not something I think we were raised with, per se, unless it was in just a give, give, give way. And just wanting people to like us. At least that's how I felt. Like, yeah. I, just, I just didn't want to, you know, shake the water or make any waves or shake anything up and just finding their voice in these Mm -hmm. things. So why we do that, I can't answer why, but I can kind of share what we need to do now. Mm -hmm. It's just really speaking up for yourself, finding your voice, being authentic to who you are, not being disrespectful, but if there's something you don't agree with, it's like, hey, you know, that's great, but that's not, you know, on the Mm -hmm. pathway that I'm going for sure.
1: Absolutely. What's your superpower?
2: Ooh, I can cook. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) That's valuable. (laughs) No, not at all. My superpower is that I'm able to see the women or the people that I work with to see their future long before they do. Yeah. And me being able to see that and being able to help them walk through the things that they can be putting in place until, so I just kind of stand in the gap for them until they're able to stand for themselves.
1: That's fantastic. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently?
2: Nothing. And I know people say that absolutely nothing because I wouldn't know what to change. I would want to say the selfish part. Well, I don't want to I didn't want to have to go through that child, you know, painful childhood and I didn't want to be have so much pain in my divorce and I didn't want to, you know, be come back from uh, fighting on a foreign land and come back. My body came back, but mentally I didn't come back. I could easily say those things, but that wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't help me. That wouldn't have helped me be where in who I am today. There's no way. There was no millions in the writing. There was no be a millionaire. There's no thought of, oh, be a billionaire. It wasn't even thought of Yeah. because of where I came from. But because of that, I can appreciate and be grateful for the life that I live and still know that there is more. So honestly, seriously, I wouldn't change anything at all.
1: That's That's a beautiful answer. What is the biggest risk you've ever taken in business? And did it work out?
2: <laughs> yes, taking my last $2200 to build my business, it worked out. A couple of months later I made a quarter of a million dollars. then uh, now being able to do what I do and so I call it a calculated risk, but I didn't yeah. have a choice. So that's one of the biggest risks. I had one more. I had an event that I was going to do. Wasn't really sure. It worked out okay. I, you know, I broke even at the very beginning. So I don't I think you have to take risk in this. Yeah. No, I don't think I know. You have to Because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you'll be a scary little bird sitting up in the tree that never wants to get out of the nest.
1: Absolutely. What do very few people know about you that might surprise us?
2: Mm, I played semi-pro basketball. Oh. Uh, Yeah, I did. And someone said, you know, I was a point guard, played for a European league as well for the military and folks were like you were not military and you were not on a basketball team but yeah it's like I just transform into this different person when if I'm in a uniform if I'm on a basketball court so that's what most people don't know about me that they're very much surprised when they see a basketball in my hands like wait a minute this doesn't match I don't look like the typical uh female that plays basketball and being somewhat kind of easy on the eyes if I can say that.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. What is the most influential book or mentor you've ever encountered?
2: Hmm, mentor I've ever encountered? Uh, the book is, of course, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it for years and years and years and years, but didn't get it until probably about five years ago. I got the concept and it really transitioned and helped me build my business. Desire changed the game for me. Um, and the I don't think Napoleon Hill thought Thought this little chocolate girl would be on his stage representing what he says. But I got the mm-hmm. opportunity to be one of their uh, keynote speakers as we did the legacy tour um, for the book in itself. Yeah. And then the mentor. And what was that last question about the mentor?
1: Uh, most influential mentor you've ever encountered?
2: Um, I'm going to say Oprah. I'm still going to say her until this day. If I, so they asked me in an interview, I think it was for Bravo before I did it. And they said, who's the person that they sat on the bench with you? You look over like I've arrived. And I said, it would be her, not because she's a billionaire. It's not that because of knowing what she went through to get to where she is. And as I go through this journey, the last part entrepreneurs, there's some things that we are not prepared for. That we really should be in masterminds and groups of people and having leaders that have been there to really just teach us not just the skill set, but how do you handle adversity? How do you handle when mm-hmm. a client's not happy and all of that? I just wanna pick her brain of how did you do this knowing that yeah. not everybody was on your side when the world was watching?
1: Exactly. So, how do we reach out to you? How do we be in your community?
2: Um, it would be more so of, again, going to DrSonya.com, seeing what's going on over there, getting the free gift, and just follow me on all social media platforms that I am Dr. Sonia.
1: And Sonia spelled S-O-N-J-A, not with an A, it's with a J.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Fantastic. Dr. Sonia, thank you for being here. You were wonderful today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for doing what you do for your community of people.
1: Oh. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until next Monday, have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. Take care.
0: Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, BrianKWright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.